you, Bad Mary, as always, for that too sweet play-in. Welcome all you four-color funny book aficionados. This is U.S. Comics Cast, your HQ for all things comic book related. I am the five-star man, John Rivera, CEO and co-founder of U.S. Comics. Mm-hmm. I don't know. None of that was heard. <laughs> Charlie, your CEO of this. What happens when it's on a Thursday and we're live? That's how you know we're live. I'm your COO. I am your co-host. I am your co-founder. I am uh, the All Elite Man, Charlie, Charlie Rivera. Rivera. The Charlie Chaplin of the podcasting <laughs> world. <laughs> uh, I fully expect you to have a Hitler mustache, bowler hat, and giant oversized Ronald McDonald shoes for next week. I can promise you one thing, my friend, and I'll yes. promise you people one thing. None of that shit's going to happen. I'm not even going to acknowledge that I forgot to unmute oh my mic. Oh, my goodness. Not only <laughs> that. I totally forgot to take down the wallpaper once the countdown started. So I'm all thumbs McGillicuddy. It turns out if you drink all day and go to like a nine hour event, you're not your best the next day. That's just a fun fact. For anyone who was wondering, Charlie Vera is the worst. You know what? When you're right, you're right. Here we are. Yes. Comic book day. Indeed, it is Thursday. Thirsty uh, Thursday. Messing everybody up, in particularly ourselves. But you know what? I'll ask you anyway. Besides the obvious fuck ups, how are you, buddy? Uh, you know what? Despite said fuck ups, man, I'm the best I've been in a in a long time. Uh, it's been a, a, a rough. 19 months obviously for everybody but the whole time this whole 19 months i was waiting to go to the prudential center where the enemy plays to go to jersey of all places great place to I see hear. my favorite wrestling company do my favorite thing which is the grapples and the slaps and the yelling at each other mm-hmm. and hot damn did i have a good time i was all but in the ring uh i, I it was just it was everything i could have wanted uh, form a comic book day. The only way it could have been better is if they let me just do the podcast on the ramp. Be like, wait, right. we'll start the and show they, late. And they almost kind of insisted that you that you didn't. Like security it was, was very called rude, out. Yeah, and, yeah. Like who 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 do you have to be on a security guard level to be the security at a damn wrestling event? We're like it's muscles <laughs> upon muscles. <laughs> Just well, like you know, uh, choke slams waiting to happen. What but I you're loved a security about guard, my own. What I loved about it was there was like the Prudential Center security, yeah, which God bless were like our mother's age and in very very baggy security jackets. <laughs> then there were like the AEW security guys that sat kind of on the inside and those guys were just mountains of people yeah yeah i was like that guy's clearly a wrestler aka who, like, had an acl tear wrestlers that didn't work out exactly right, oh, they work out jacket up they well, work out they just couldn't cut a promo i mean somebody this guy looked like the bear some. <laughs> it was uh it was freaking awesome but very nice you didn't very have, nice. You, you had an equally elite day because you hung out with my my fur baby you hung out with my 
uh, with my little pup Jameson. Indeed, we so did, thank you for and, and we uh, and we did a little wrestling action in honor of uh, of his parents' all elite comic book day. And I'll say this: as we fought over the singular pill between us, Jameson is indeed the champion. Jameson nice. won. Uh, and I only give credit to really his trainer, uh, Mighty Mick Charlie, because he it's knew true. what he was doing. It was embarrassing. But yeah, there is that a, all being yeah. said, Charlie's awesome John List comic book day, notwithstanding, that was not the only thing. That was not the only rumor that I was hearing when I a put my little bit of when I put my ear to the rails. A little bit um, of rumor and in the end. It's like an innuendo, but it's nerdier. We're going to give that a minute. We're going to go ahead. Oh, we're getting requests Thanks. coming in Thanks the hotline. For, Thanks for turn, putting that over. <laughs> turn Thanks Charlie's for putting like, that over for me. Back off. All right. Yes, yeah, no, we'll, just... we'll consider it. Um, but yes, indeed. This week, Charlie, I'm sure that you noticed it as well. There's a long beard gaming in the house. What's up, Chris? How are you, buddy? Um, Charlie, if you are like me, I'm sure that you caught the wind in the willows of all this goody good news potentially. It is a because good... we do want to put the we want to put the asterisk on it. If these rumors are true, these are mwah, mwah, beautiful rumors. I there there's a beautiful moment before our wonderful four color funnies drop there's yes. a beautiful moment before we see that last trailer buy our popcorn and sit down in front of the big or small screen there's this perfect moment where everything could be the best thing ever and that's Absolutely. why i love it's rumors. it's the beauty of potential right because exactly right when when they throw out hey what about this? What about that? Instantly, your mind doesn't rush to, oh, I hope that I hope that doesn't suck, yeah, or I hope they don't bungle this job. I mean, speaking for myself, uh, clearly I live in the land of optimism. Duh! Look at all these toys. Uh, so when I hear something's coming, mm -mm, like West Side Story, I know it's gonna have a happy ending, right? Everybody, <laughs> Romeo and Juliet, happy ending. No, I okay. mean, anyway, for me. So, so Charlie, I'm gonna go ahead and kick it off. Let's let's play a little bit of uh, uh, Serena ten ten. and Bill. It's back and forth. Um, first and first, mostly, I heard a rumor, and I instantly thought of Charlie Boy, because when we were talking all things Marvel, what if the first thing that came out of Charlie's bubbling lips was, what if I, what if I like it, but then there's no more. It's like I, I go to a restaurant and I have a meal and it's a great meal. And then they shutter and lock the doors of the restaurant behind me and, and, and shut it down. And I said, Charlie, damn it. You damn millennial punk. That's the beauty of the what if comics. They were one and done. And the show Dagnabbit is going to be exactly the same, one and done. Like oh, it, love it, hate it. Exactly uh -huh. the same. Like the first episode was just a cut and paste of uh -huh. some shit I already saw. Whatever. Ah, uh -huh. but Charlie, I heard a rumor that might make you a little damn happy. Tell me now. I heard a rumor that the What If Marvel series might 
be giving us sequels to those fire episodes. And you know, it's funny. I got to admit it right now myself. Watching the show uh, religiously like I do. Um, the stingers at the end of those episodes, I never gave them credence of, oh shit, something else is coming after the fact. I just thought that it was a little cute wink and a nod to the Marvel uh, uh, movies and obviously most recently the shows. That's what Marvel does. That's their that's their stamp on the product. Little stinger for hanging around past a couple of the main uh, credits. But no, 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 Charlie. It turns out there's a very real possibility that we are going to get continuations of these damn what-if stories. I got to ask you two questions. Have you heard that? And what do you think about it? Um, I, I was living under the suspicion that they were going to cherry pick from it. But I'm always nervous. That is, that is your your negative naysaying nature it's true coming out on top and winning the title holding the belt over your damn head and i hate it sorry sorry my 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 forward thinking of like can someone make more money and also the minute that funko was like here's every Dude. zombie version funko i was like these mother suckers know something i don't does not mess around they were like some of those Funko Pops for the what ifs came out before the particular issues, uh, issues, the episodes dropped. I'm like, oh shit, I guess this is coming or that's coming. So I don't want to get too deep into the <laughs> uh, the what if uh, series because I, I do think that we should talk about it collectively once it wraps. But uh, at least as far as the what ifs that you have seen thus far, give me one what if episode that Charlie Rivera C. Oh, oh is desperate for a sequel to you know and and this might some people might consider this sacrilegious i mean probably um, you're a pretty sacrilegious i, I truly want to see more and and obviously they'd have to recast the voice actor unfortunately but i i'm thirsty for more t'challa as star lord i think i don't think the there's anything wrong way, with that at all i think the best way to pay tribute to the first guy to to breathe life into the live action version of t'challa yeah uh, and by extension that iteration of black panther i think it's to keep it uh in front of us the same way that no one regardless of sam wilson now being captain america when people think captain america to some extent yeah. they're going to think chris evans but, but regardless of let me let me in interrupt you Do, is it that you want to see more of that uh of that what if world that 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 variant world um because we've we've lost the actor or because you were into that particular i, I just what think if. it was it was such an interesting take uh, uh take on gotcha, gotcha. one small change can affect everything well here's seeing it here's the thing and and this is that butterfly effect that they like to talk about i'm not sure who but somebody i'm sure does um what's his name from that 70s show it is ashton kusher yeah. um it is it truly one of those things when when you go back and think of the episode and say okay well well okay well how would this wrap up because it's interesting interestingly enough the t'challa as star lord arc of it all they they pretty much said i mean they said a lot he's basically like the galaxy's uh, most popular fucking guy however a certain ego planet in human form fucking does at the end of that episode 
come across a certain son of his, Peter Quill, but now not as a child. Now he comes across him as an adult who has not had that luxury of uh, of touring the galaxy, uh, you know, under the tutelage of a certain mohawked individual with a with a magical science arrow. Who knows where that story could potentially go? So that that's a good pill. That that's a good pull by you. Now I'm gonna go ahead and respond to your initial shitting on that first episode. I would personally love to see more of the uh, Captain Carter story sure, arc. Just hold if the anything, cardboard cut out of her face, zip over steel lips, and just wrap it up, and flush it down the toilet, zip it up. Because I would love to see just to shut up naysayers like yourself. It's such a dynamite. Uh, like imagine if uh, aspect to that story arc to get it further away from the events of World War II and get it further away of away from like, okay, well, this is just the same, a very similar scenario that, that Steve had to go through. Now, though, it's very, very different. Because one might argue that not only was she um, as successful as the shield bearer in that particular instance, one could get in front of the Supreme Court and say she was damn better because yeah. look at the end result. She was still standing tall the, the at the end that. of that. Well, the you know what? Love a Internet, doing the come at me. You can slide into my DMs. You can email. You can give me a knock, knock. I'm on the second floor. But, Charlie, I'm going to throw it back to you right away whoosh, over the I, net. Charlie, I'm, throw a, a rumor at me that you've heard. I'm gonna do it with titillated. I'm gonna do it with the exact same umbrella academy cadence that you used. All right. I heard a rumor. Nice. Uh, I heard a rumor that the the internet went crazy this week over the the tag that's gonna be at the end of Venom Two, which almost undoubtedly will Ooh. be a shit movie. Spoiler um, alert! Spoiler alert! You know what? I'll throw it up just in case. But I heard. All right, oh, plug your ear holes, guys. I heard you don't a rumor. Hear that preceded the uh, actual people who got to see it. So this is this rumor came out hours before oh, so, this public viewing. So no actual real details. Correct. Um, but the <laughs> but the rumor I heard was that the film ends and finally and completely and definitively not only shows Spider-Man in this universe but specifically shows that already the symbiote, not a fan. Um, so the rumor extended out to the events of- The symbiote or Eddie Brock? The symbiote, specifically. Symbiote? Sim symbiote. I'm going to use the pronunciation from the first shit movie. You're going to use homegirl's uh, yeah, money, I love please. Her. That, that, is, that is the thirstiest shit you have done in 137 episodes. If it's good enough she for Captain America for a couple girl. years, if it's good enough for Captain America for like a year and a half, it's good enough for me. Look, I don't um, know who you think you are. This is not like my situation where I'm just going to throw out Melissa Villas and your stuff all the time, knowing that eventually she's going to come across it and watch this. That's like a, that's, that's planting a seed. Like you're just pissing yeah, no, in the wind, but uh, I'll I, let you continue. You know what? Every now and then feels good to piss in the wind, but I heard that the events <laughs> of multiverse of madness, um, the events of, spider-man 3 electric boogaloo i heard all of that winds up with peter no longer in the mcu being completely removed completely ah, sony's no way and i heard that the tag to venom solidifies that and we're finally it. gonna get we're finally gonna get uh tom holland spider-man interestingly tom enough, hardy's though, venom 
I, I can definitely see that happening. I can see Venom putting a little, you know, a little uh, black shiny toe into the MCU world more so than I can see Peter being pulled out. I don't out. think the MCU is going to want to borrow any of that crap from those. Well, if they've well proven anything, disasters. it proves that they can clean up anything because the, the first takes on the Hulk were really not viewed as particularly successful, even though Norton's Hulk really is the first yeah. uh, movie in that chain, which which we proved to be the case by seeing a certain fishy-headed individual in Shang-Chi. But that's that's pretty interesting. I don't particularly so believe it. Also, back to I, I got to say just real quick, um, another thing that I, I don't quite believe was the fucking reviews for this 90-minute uh, a Venom flick have been incredibly positive. Yeah, but the fact that the biggest news story out of it is like you gotta wait after the credits speaks uh, volumes. Uh, the one, the one review, and I, I, I make it a point to not really read reviews and put any credence into them. Um, I was just, it was, it was more like a, a morbid curiosity, um, because it was ninety minutes. You're already starting by saying like we don't have much to say. So I, I I was I was just I was just you know so so curious I'm like how who's saying anything good about this if that, and the first review I saw was I loved the first one it's my favorite MCU mix I got all right well like, okay well but can, that's but that's what you ask for you want you want people before their review to have any sort of credit you want them to on front street that should be an easy question what's your favorite you know superhero what? movie that, if it's that okay great. But you know what? Though that you're exactly right because what it did was it put a um, it put a value marker on the rest of the sentence of negative six because oof magoof the lobster tank scene. So just but I'm really, kick it back to really, you. and I'm gonna take it. Left. I'm gonna take it. I am going to. I'm gonna go with my mind blower right off the fucking uh, yes, cuff because I, mean, I don't want to run out of time. Five minutes left. So let's do. This. I heard a rumor. And I do not give this particular... Um, I'll say this. I'm not going to hold my breath for this to happen. However, whether it is by the gentleman who put it out there or by someone else who picks it up and runs with it because it is such a dynamite idea. And this is coming from me, from John Rivera, the CEO. Apparently... In an interview, a certain talented writer-director called Quintan Tarantino, in regards to his upcoming 10th and final movie, put something out there that just shook me to my core. And he said, you know what? He's still knocking around what his 10th and final project would be. Then he went on to say, I know if I wanted though to make just a good movie, a movie that I knew people would really dig, that it would just be good. I don't know if this would be the one I'm gonna do, but I know that it would be good if I did it. He said he would do a reboot of First Blood. And he went on to say that. In his reboot of First Blood, 
certain gentleman named Kurt, who he's worked with in the past, would be playing the sheriff. And a certain young man who we know from, from many such uh, projects that are floating around, but probably most would know as the son of a certain Captain Han Solo and Princess Jedi Master Leia Organa Solo, uh, Adam Driver would play in his reboot the titular character of John Rambo. And if any of you guys had the uh, um, pleasure... Awesome. Sounds awesome! If you had the pleasure of reading David Morell's uh, book, you'll know the book and the movie are two wildly different animals, right? That that was a project. That book turning into a movie took fucking forever, and they had a ton of pe people uh, attached to it, and then it didn't work out. And it wasn't until Sly Stallone coming off of Ellis, you sound terrible. Sly Stallone coming off of his success with Rocky and looking for a project. Um, that the, the damn thing got made. But that being said, my boy, the Italian stallion, the Yo. namesake of my youngest puppy, Sylvester Stallone, would not be left out in the cold. He wouldn't be walking down that long road when you're on your own. No, no, no. Don't say it. Stallone Is he playing the would be brought in to play Colonel... Troutman. Oh, yes! baby. Boy, oh boy, that was for me as a gentleman who loves the source material. The book was dynamite, but I'll be the first one to tell you, hopefully, that the book and the movie were very different. And what Quentin Tarantino said was that he particularly loved about this saga of a Vietnam vet making his way in a world that was not ready to accept him was the dialogue, which sounds a hell of a lot like something our boy Kevin Smith would say. Fuck yes. The fucking dialogue in the book is dynamite. Uh, 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 Kurt Russell, uh, Adam Driver, Sylvester Stallone reboot of First Blood, I would be all in for. And I will tell you this, regardless of how well it did, there would not be a sequel. It wouldn't happen. Yes. That's all I'm going to say about that. I but I'll also say... I don't think that that's going to be Quentin Tarantino's final flick. Well, I do think, though, someone will, will be like me and say, you know what? That sounds tasty as fuck. I don't care what Ellis has to say. Let's make that happen. That actually lines up with one of the rumors I pulled up for this week, which was that Quentin Tarantino's planning to cheat the system because that count of 10 films considers Kill Bill 1 and 2 one flick. And what I read this week was that he absolutely does have a treatment for Kill Bill Volume 3, and that will actually be his final released film after his number 10. Because what he wants to do is he wants to do a film with lower stakes. He wants to do something akin to a superhero movie, akin to a property, and that lines up beautifully with it. I have one more very lightning quick Do one. it, do it, man. And that's the next Spider-Man flick won't just have Tobey Maguire reprising his role. It won't only have, what's his face, the name's currently eluding me, reprise his role from your Spider-Man films. But it's going to have a scene where we see Tobey a Tobey Maguire, are you talking about? Not Tobey Maguire, who is the other one? 
Andrew Garfield? Andrew Garfield. Sorry, Andrew. Uh, not only are they going to cameo. Andrew definitely watches this show. It's fine. Not only are they going to cameo in it, but also as well as we are going to see no less than 10 or 15 iterations of Spider-Man. And every single one of them that is unmasked is going to be someone we know. So the big rumors were Leo DiCaprio, Matt Damon. They are showing up in this film as Spider-Mans for nothing more than a blink and you'll miss it. The rumor was going to be like a hook situation. We're like, what, oh, oh, look at this. Look at what that. What the director did was he, in essence, took every name that has ever been attached to a potential Spider-Man film, reached out to them to get them to cameo, got That's suits funny. designed that are mostly CG. So you literally just throw them in the the you know with the little dots, and then you fill it in after the fact. Uh. Oscar Isaac is Scarlet Spider-Man. Great. Throw him the fuck out there. We if, got the green suit. If they suit. really wanted to make me happy, give me a live action Spider-Ham. Like I want an actual pig actor. Because <laughs> pigs have chops, man. This babe hasn't worked in years. Come on. But that'll the, do, Spider-Ham. That'll do. Now, the one last rumor I heard that was absolute, uh, I couldn't trust it. Doubling I heard you, down. I heard you were coming back. Uh, for the Spider-Man franchise. There was going to be another graduation scene, and we were going to get focused. But I heard it from a bona fide liar. I heard it from actually the man himself. I heard it from George Lucas, and we all know you can't trust George because we all know one fact. Without question, as factual as it is every week, there's going to be an episode of U.S. Comics Cast. It's also a fact. Sometimes late, but it'll happen. It's true. It's a fact that Han shot first Han shot first damn it clink salut mm, salute indeed Woo! all right my dude get ready put me up tell uh, let me set my stuff so i don't run over and start my time I vote just to bounce off of Carolyn in our Facebook chat section. Not only do I want John Mulaney doing the voice, if we can't get a pig to play Spider-Ham, I want him to have to mocap the whole thing. Uh, and just like and, on and his you knees. Know, and you know he would. Obviously, as we all know, Mulaney's a good friend of Charlie and myself. Fact. Uh, so, Carolyn, we could probably make a call and make it happen. If we get Mulaney, though, considering how much we steal from him every single week, we got to get Kroll in there somehow, too. I, I don't know what you're talking about. But first and first, mostly for my <laughs> segment this week, I, uh, I, I got to be honest. I complain all the time about how shows drop nowadays. Uh, nowadays, week after week, episode after episode, I come here and I go, how dare someone try uh, to There's two things I hate in this world. I hate when someone tries to defend George Lucas. In our comment section, I find it repugnant and disgusting, and frankly, I find it unnecessary. And also, as unless well you as, stick to your guns, man, he's all talk. I hate when a show comes out that has uh, uh, an easy to access streaming service like a Hulu, like an HBO Max, and you're gonna give me one episode at a time. I'm not saying everything has to be. What I'm saying is you give me an episode or two. I'm just asking, let me dive in, especially if it's one of those thinkers, right? One of those shows that wants to say something. They want to give you some, give you some vegetables with your candy. You can't just 
the first hour episode is all set up and then I don't see anything interesting, I'm not going to watch your shit show. That's Has why anyone handed you a plate of vegetables with candy. I would argue that cheese is is food candy. <laughs> so I've been handed broccoli. He's like, does candied ham count? <laughs> so my brain doesn't work so good. Uh, but at least your mic is on you got that going for you (laughs) my good friends over at fx knew exactly what to do when they dropped why the last man i have to ask you my friend have you checked it out on fx yet i have they gave us they gave us a movie plus they dropped three episodes about an hour long each um i gotta tell you i'll start off here uh, I know that in recent years, Why the Last Man, which is widely considered one of the greatest, uh, 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 it's not an indie book because it's from Vertigo, but non-mainstream comic. Yeah. It's considered yeah, yeah. one of the best of all times. When Vertigo shut so down... I mean, mostly because of our promoting it, because we <laughs> have been swinging from Why the Last Man Schwartz since like day one, episode one. I mean, again... So I take you- full credit. For no less than 30 years, you've been talking about eventually replacing me with a monkey sidekick. Oh, my so God. That just is the, the fact, dream. Just the fact that Ampersand Ugh. exists, uh, our, our boy's uh, monkey friend, who's also a, a, got a Y chromosome. Um, the, the comic book in recent years has been a bit under attack because they didn't really handle things in hindsight which is always a blessing to be 2020. There's some stuff that's controversial um, from the Why the Last Man, especially the early volumes. However, I'm going to start us there. Uh, okay. Even taking into account the controversy. Well, why for the, anybody, well, I don't want, I don't, please, I don't think that we should away. just make assumptions. So anyone who has not watched the, the show as of yet, I think Charlie and I are clearly in agreement here. Watch it. It is so worth it. But the, the basic premise of the Charlie's either pouring himself a drink or taking a pee on it camera, be, it could be either both. one is entertaining. Um, why the last man post-apocalyptic uh, type story. There's a mysterious cataclysmic event. It literally wipes out every mammal with a Y chromosome, meaning that you have a world in which uh, a world which is entirely populated in by females um and then just very conveniently for that y chromosome gimmick you have a young gentleman by the name of yorick brown uh and again charlie mentioned his adorable pet monkey uh ampersand um i always kind of did get a uh a friend's vibe you know, with that with that scenario, I'm like, if he, if he worked at the Museum of Natural History, it would be like it would be a total Ross situation. But that being said, um, it is a dynamite premise for a comic book. Like this is this was a comic book where you picked up like there's no capes here, there's no tights, there's no laser beams, there's no kryptonite. What the hell? There's not even any zombies, and this is post-apocalyptic. What the hell's going on? So setup of both the comic and the show uh but you know what though i'll 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 go ahead and and throw it right back to charlie i was definitely getting uh uh, i was definitely getting that zombie walking dead vibe of the world that they created not so much in the visuals but this is a world creating event 
and if it gets you right there that that the show did is doing i should say an amazing job of throwing us in the mix absolutely absolutely and and i think what i appreciated most about the comic is the the comic book in true vertigo fashion by the end of the first volume has already gone to bonkers avenue <laughs> there was a certain expectation why has been they've been trying to adapt why for a very very long time i first started hearing about it right around volume three or four of the trades being released um is that volume one this is yeah this was the first uh the Beautiful. literally the first trade and just just so that just in our uh our best lavar burton moment uh if we can continue the uh the strong work that that my man has done uh and make do like a comic book version of reading rainbow uh this would be this would be a good way to start in our but you don't have to take my word for it <laughs> uh, literally on the comic winner of three eisner awards but maybe the greatest comic book uh, um recommendation that i've ever heard of in my life coming from a man who is a master of a genre but also as well as whose son writes comics not this one though stephen king of all people said that this was the best graphic novel i've ever read and joe hill cried himself to sleep that night i'll tell you what I uh, first of all, I love that, and if they want to bring back Reading Rainbow, but it's comics, oh, I will produce I'm, the shit out of it. I am available. I even wear a Jordy LaForge visor. Just mix, just mix and match. Uh, yeah, okay. his, his work. I'll yeah, fucking what? do Jeopardy questions. Whatever you want me to do, you can even whip the shit out of me and call, fucking call me uh, Kunta. Cancelled, and he's canceled. Right, good, the good run, folks. So, hell of a run. Hell of a run. Two seasons uh, on the third. Yeah, that's, I'll be looking for a new co-host. It won't be Ellis because he's trying to get canceled in every comment section. Yeah. Well, um, with all of that being said, the comic book absolutely batshit crazy uh what i loved about why and the way i always described it to everyone is it really does set you up in a world where almost at the end of every issue you're like oh shit what's gonna happen next <laughs> i have expectations a real pickle. but th three hours into fx's version of why the last man and i i have to be totally honest it is equal parts nothing like what i expected okay. um also as well as it's wonderful. I really do love it. As as of right now, it's very much its own thing, meaning it took the idea, took the, the widest versions of the concepts, fixed some stuff up, uh, repackaged it. There's, to me right now, it feels like it started off a lot more with the political stuff. It feels very much like an all-ladies West Wing um it has those walking dead vibes the the great seasons the great episodes of walking dead where you're enthralled those by what they're talking ones about like what what's gonna happen next and, and, knowing, and you know what just really quickly before please. i forget because i will forget it's true when you were talking about like the the political spectrum uh you know part of the program and you made you made kind of a passing reference to it here we are in September of 2021, and tra transgender uh, is, a, is a term that is used more now than I would say maybe ever in the history 
uh, of the recorded word, uh, and and rightfully so. Um, and the comic did take uh, did take a little bashing around the head and neck because of its uh, uh, take on that on that reality. It, I mean, it, yeah, the, and the, and and rightfully so. The story lends itself to that being a key well, component. That, Again, in this in this current climate, that becomes the first question. So if I came to you and say, Charlie, I have a great idea for a comic book, you'd say, another oh. one, John? <laughs> um, and then I'd say, yeah. Uh, and then I went on to explain With to you this enthusiasm premise. enthusiasm, too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Your first question, if you were a, a logical thinking person, which clearly you are sometimes, would say, well, okay, well, what about transgender? And and at the time that it was originally written, that wasn't necessarily, and not that it, not that it, uh, uh, not saying that that it was uh, an inconceivable thought. It just wasn't on peop, the forefront of people's thinking at that particular time. So while it was a misstep, completely, I would say that it was kind of one of those like uh, it's an understandable misstep. Now, if you're part of the demographic, you're gonna say, "Hey, fuck you, man." That that was my first thought. I totally understand that. And you're beautiful, and I support you. The, the the point that Charlie wants to make is that here we are now in September 2021. We can fix that because we have a new version of the first days of this concept, and it has clearly been addressed, which I thought was so smart. Yeah, they they did a, a brilliant job of. I don't. A lot of times, the word like skirting an issue is meant. Derogative. Because they're all women and they gotta wear skirts. That's no, what you're sir. saying Charlie's uh, canceled. Uh, it's 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 used in a derogatory way, skirting an issue. With that being said, I actually think FX has done a masterful job of having a show about politics right now in America without setting it to be in the 80s. It's very much the show feels like it takes place right this second. Sure. Um and it's playing with with aspects of the political parties and it's so goddamn interesting because i won't lie at the end of episode one i had two main thoughts i went man did they clean up this intro of our of our titular character they really made it more concise they made some things that were a little bit just the relationship with him and his girlfriend made more literal sense it felt like the stakes were higher somehow um, it really tells you who everyone is. Matt, in like 20 minutes, I knew everyone's personality, yeah. ampersand included. They, they set it up for the con the. They set it up for storytelling, right? It's like you, it's like you can't play the board game until all the little pieces are where they belong, and the cards are filed and you know flipped and in their right spot, and the pieces are all you know lined up, and you got your racing car, and I got the wheelbarrow. For some damn reason, I don't know, um, but but yeah, and and that's the type of stuff that like needs to get done. We often will talk about the the credits opening. Most oh, superhero, yeah, yeah. most comic book stories that you know should that need to be relayed. You can get the setup again. We mention it pretty pretty regularly. The Hulk TV show starring Lou Ferrigno and Bill Bixby. That was to us the quintessential credits opening. Within the credits, directed by, written by, they were able to tell us in little snippets the entire setup of what we can expect. And for a TV show, 22 minutes, you better get that shit out of the way nice and quick because you're not going to have much running time to to do exposition uh, you know, otherwise. Yeah. This show, they did it 
beautifully as well. Was it was it opening credits? No, but they did it quickly enough where now you have multiple episodes of the rest of this first, hopefully of many seasons, where you can just tell the fucking story. If this happened, what happens next? I also really loved and respected the fact that they put them back to back, knowing that the first episode had a lot of world building. Set up, like, yeah. don't, don't worry. What I found some of the stuff and obviously again you kind of said it right at the top this is clearly one of those adaptations that while it's making a lot of changes um and i would never i don't live in a world where i have to say which i like better the comic book is a special place in my heart which one did you like better <laughs> shut your mouth um i do think so far my two main thoughts were fuck this is quality the acting is quality in this fucking show. And the other thing I thought was like, this is not nearly as bonkers. When I describe why the last man to people, I'm out of breath sweating and I've only explained the first volume. Like the end of the first volume, which at first I assumed would be like the first season, can't at this point, in my opinion, because there is so much crazy shit sure. that they just haven't touched. So my question to you, Yes. Without going too crazy into into spoilers, mm -hmm. uh, at least about the show, we can spoil the shit out of the comic. Um, do you think they're gonna go all in with most of their concepts for Why the Last Man? Do you think we're gonna see Amazons? Do we think we're gonna see people trying to sell our literal guy? You know what I mean? Uh, how? Crazy? Because I'll tell you right off the bat, one of the things in Volume you know, so One when I it's funny that that. That, that that that's your your first reaction is like kind of taking in the 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 unwitting comparison of the comic to the adaptation i, I understand that that's that's one of those things you know it's like two meals at the same restaurant you can't help but like this one was better or that one was better yeah. or or which i like which i preferred um but I, it's funny. It never occurred to me. I'm like, I wonder what the, if they'll do this or I wonder if they'll do that. That's interesting. Yeah, it's just for me, already I've seen, hmm. I, I feel like the world can very comfortably go either way, uh, which, is, yeah. which, is, which is so exciting. Because a lot of times when comic book movies or comic book adaptations make it too realistic, despite the crazy sure kind of circumstances realistic except for this one fucking thing yeah um what i what i found myself not in a positive or a negative way because right now i they, they have me bought in enough that i trust what they're doing well that's but that that's ex you know what you fucking nailed it on the head because thank you uh the one comparison the the, the most direct comparison of that will they won't they over here it looked like this over here what are they gonna do? For was fucking sweet tooth. So sweet very tooth, true. Sweet as tooth a comic, way. was very very uh, specific. Uh, kind of the agenda and the story that it was telling, you know, and uh, the way that it went about telling it. Whereas the show, I mean, except for the antlers, someone could be forgiven from saying, "Oh shit, that's right, that that comic book, right." Uh, unless you listen to this show, which again, we are just knocking it out of the park with the recommendations. Clearly, we can be trusted. Uh, well, you heard it here first, most of you. 
Sweet Tooth was one to be looking for. If you enjoyed it, you're welcome. Um, <laughs> if but you didn't enjoy it, you were fucking wrong. If you didn't enjoy it, your name is Ellis. And uh, I would have to talk to you. Uh, once again, we'd have to talk to you about the, a certain bearded lying summer bitch. But uh, my, my point ultimately is this. The way that they're going about uh, telling the story and the, the version of the story that they're able to to pick and choose, not cherry pick, but pick and choose which, you know, like which, which, uh, which arc to follow in, in the variants uh, that they've created in adapting it. Um, I just, I'm, I'm living in a place of trust. I'm like, yep. Yeah. I like what you've shown me so far. Show me the rest. It's so, it's so refreshing to, to really, really have, it's not that I've never had the experience before that, that would be disingenuous because a lot of stuff take very big liberties. I'll kick it back to Chris Reeve, his amazing first Superman film. That was in a time where in the comics, Clark Kent was a television news reporter. There was no newspaper and they went old school for the flick because they felt it would be more cinematic. And by and large, they were right, especially since it turned out that they would return. Uh, the comic books would borrow from the movie yeah. um, after its success. This is an example of why the last man or it even has me thinking of like in a universe where eventually we're going to go back to the well on stuff that's now new. We've had so many Batman adaptations. We're getting a new one soon. We're going to live in a world where we're probably five, six years away from a Walking Dead reboot. And you could really take that shit in a different direction now. Knowing what well, you know, knowing we, what we, the we know we're going to get the hated. Rick movies. And sure. I would imagine that the Rick movies, I mean, we have Super Rick to contend with. Um, but the, the the idea that the Rick movies are going to be just the just the TV show Walking Dead up on the big screen, I think that's that's kind of silly. Because even something like somewhat related, uh, even something like saying uh, 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 the the Many Saints of Newark is just going to be Sopranos on the big screen, you're fucking crazy. Yeah, either that or your your or your wishful thinking because you miss the show so much. They're, they're not the same. You know, you're not just watching a TV show on the big screen. You're not just watching a movie on the small screen. They are different fucking animals. So they have to be different. So, you know, I think that definitely goes back to, um, you know, that definitely goes back to, like, the, the changes. They have to make changes. If they don't make changes, I mean, we have seen plenty of examples, none that come to mind right now because I'm looking at the Wrap It Up, Charlie. Uh, but we have seen those Watchmen. examples where Watchmen they have had a lot of direct, like one for one. But you know what? Though one might they argue, took a lot of liberties too. they could say like, well, you know, you see, there's a certain star-shaped individual who would beg to differ with you. But um, the those those adaptations where they say beat for beat, moment for moment. Fuck, if you want to do movie for movie, look at um, what's them call it within the shower. <laughs> When yes, they fucking made the yes. beat for beat remake with goddamn Wedding Crasher and uh, and Heish. Um, so so no, I, I do not think that you can walk into anything, any adaptation or remake and say it needs to be exact or it's a fucking failure. I think you're you're the failure. Well, ju just to, to round up my time 
what and, and I, I'll ask you the same question. But the, the, the conversation I've had with a lot of people with adaptations, yeah. with things we hold as as religious documents, there are a few exceptions that prove the rule in my head and my heart. There are some books, there are some comics, there are some graphic novels that I truly do believe can be one for one thrown on a big screen to some extent and but by and large i think those are the exceptions that prove the rule what what do you got tacos being being microwaved you um, wish so like guardian devil daredevil's story arc guardian devil i truly believe that could make a masterful film with very limited changes only the necessary changes but for the most part i think the beauty of having something change its genre going from a comic book to live action going from a tv show to movie the fucking fun is in what's going to be different and again i think you hit the nail on the head when you said rick getting movies that are just going to be two hour episodes from his point happen. of view is like it's that would be that would just be such a waste yeah is there anything that pops in your head that like no this is this is perfect dune we're seeing that they're going at it again yeah well the, the dune remake is is keeping more to the source material uh ellis uh, throughout 300 um that's uh one might argue that the just the suspicious lack of shots in the movie automatically you gotta say no there's a big difference there um and certainly uh you Let know he makes a good point uh, Star Trek does have some movies that kind of play like long episodes, but Star Trek you almost have to put uh, under a glass dome because Star Trek is really on Star Trek's episodes were unlike any TV uh, that was out there. So, so one might argue that their episodes, all their episodes, played like short movies, and you know, look at it the other way around. I would say, um, but no, no, to 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 come to a point where I would be heartbroken with any liberties taken and obviously i don't know that it can feasibly be done and it might be the reason why they say don't look for it don't expect it don't even hope for it because we will never adapt saga yeah fucking saga to a large degree in as much as i would love for it to be adapted for a few reasons number one because i'm a greedy so i'm a bitch but also as well as i know some people no matter how much i talk about it will not crack open the comic or even digitally download it to read it will fucking will will enjoy saga the way that i have however if it ever did get adapted i would be so protective of that material because i love it so much not because yeah. i think i'm better or smarter or, or or better looking granted it's probably the case probably not always uh but i would just be i would really be on 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 you know, on, on on needles and pins, like, oh, you better not, oh, what about this? Even like certain panel, even angles of certain panels that are seared into my mind. Um, you know, if I don't see a nine-tittied uh, Spider-Woman uh, assassin, I will be very upset. But for me, yeah, the, the, the short answer is, is Saga. Some shit is trying to make, bacon is bacon, vegan bacon will never be bacon, so don't even try that's saga to me it's like it's it's perfect 
as it is but another thing that's perfect as it is is being able to listen to music on all these beautiful streaming services oh look at the lucky for me in some bitch what's lucky for me is one of my absolutely favorite bands bad mary is available on every single music streaming service you can listen to their entire discography on the places you already listen to music but if you want to support them financially you have plenty of options you can follow them and support them on patreon patreon.com forward slash bad mary band where you can just throw ducats their way you can go to their website badmaryband.com and you could buy cds posters they have limited edition t-shirts you can sign up for their mailing list to get ahead on all that good stuff and most importantly now that the world is opening back up they are having gigs again they live stream it is amazing you can find them all across social media at bad mary band one of my favorite bands they should be one of your favorite bands so start showing the love and support the way they love and support this show hell yeah and charlie's gonna take some oxygen on the sidelines because that was quite quite the rant but we do have to give credit where credit is due elsewhere and that is our other sponsor the military mage sergeant finesse you can find him right here gaming on facebook gaming you can also find him over on the purple site that is twitch Twitch and Facebook gaming. He's got multiple streams a day. Outstanding gaming content. Supporter games, co-streams, giveaways, contests. Don't be a sucker. Check him out today. Throw him a like, a follow, a share. Consider maybe even becoming a supporter. I don't know. If you need to pick me up, though, it's really simple. You got to do like Neo do and follow the white rabbit over to sneakenergy.com. Use code Sarge at checkout. Mm-mm. So good. If you're looking for some fresh new gear, however, do yourself a favor. Go over to geeksunleashed.com. Use code Sarge at checkout is there. When Sarge is on deck, there's one thing to do, Charlie. I guess salute. GG, son. With the bills paid, bills my paid. dear brother, you tell me when you're ready for me to start your time. Charlie, do me a personal favor and um, start my time. Started, my friend. Started? You hit the button? I I did. It's like the The clock is running. Little numbers are going. Spinners, spinners. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Charlie. Spinners spinning. (laughs) That's what spinners do, bro. Spinners got to spin. Listen, anyone who has an alternate definition of spinners is on the wrong show right now. It's true. Charlie, let me let me ask you this. Let yeah. me question you this. Um, who's your favorite villain? Oof, that's a great one. Um, my favorite villain. Do not say John. No, I think my favorite villain in real life is probably Vince McMahon. But in the four color funnies, it would be uh, Magneto. I think is is one of my yeah, favorite. Your Magneto fans, yeah, All I love right. him. And I love him when he's like a total shit heel. Like I love him when he's just like my people are no people. He, Fuck off. He is. He is just one of those. Understandably so. I, I don't want to start off on the wrong foot and get fucking all the uh, metal pull out of my iron pull out of my blood and all kinds of wacky shit that he does. I mean, fuck. He may have even uh, murdered his own daughter for all we know. But. Uh, frankly, that there's a whole Frank Reynolds situation. Maybe she's his daughter. Maybe she's not. Either way, he's on fucking trial. Regardless, I've been paying for child support for this bitch witch. Good. 
He's sleeping in the same bed with fucking Scott. He's like, ah, they're not even my kids. Anyways, that's a different topic. Different topic. So why is Scott Charlie? Well, I mean, we 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 know. I want to write that comic. We, we we know that he's that he knows biblically Logan. So like, it's not the first time that he was Little Spoon. That's all I'm saying. Regardless, I just want both teams to have fun. Ellis, draw Magneto with a toe knife. Stat. Oh, dude, he wouldn't even need to like manipulate it himself. He's just like, oh, that's a gusher. Oh, that was a bad one. <laughs> anyway, anyway, oh, no. if he, if anyone's here that does not watch, it's always sunny. Shame on you. Regardless, Magneto, Charlie, that was. A surprisingly great answer on your part. I just assumed you were gonna go with like Super Shredder or something fucking goofy. Super Shredder. Um, uh, damn it! Damn it! So Magneto do it. powers. Do it, do it, Magneto. But uh, one now, now being a Magneto lover as you are, dare I say, an acolyte, <sighs> Charlie. Charlie just witnessed some. Ooh, old school comic book knowledge right there. Going to those 90s books. Anyways, um, knowing Magneto like you do and rooting for the uh, purple and uh, the purple and, and red, um, would you say that he is a sympathetic villain? As I'm, bad as he is. Yeah. Anyone... As Krakatoa making motherfucker that he might be, would you say he's sympathetic? A hundred percent. I think I think right. someone's instinct to want to want revenge is always like a good forget about revenge. Like he has personally and seen his people been marginalized, held down, feared, rumored, and ranted against. Like his story, much less and yeah, I'll just throw a bunch out there, like Thanos or like uh, Regardless, this is not the topic. There are plenty of villains out there where you sit back and say, I get why he's doing or she is doing. Hella is another example. Um, where you say, I get why they are doing what they're doing. I understand it. I don't agree with it. Mm -hmm. It's fucked up. And they need to pay for their transgressions, but I, I do understand how that can happen, right? Absolutely. So, and one might even argue, and I might be that one, that the best villains have to be sympathetic oh, yeah. villains to Absolutely. a point where at some point in the conversation, you're like, eh, you kind of almost like root for them to maybe not so much win, but not lose so badly. Yeah. You don't want them to get routed. Okay. Uh, but that being said, if you asked a hundred comic book uh, uh, comic book fans, what's your favorite villain? You would get a list. <laughs> you would get a list of 10, 15, 25 characters that fit that bill that you just threw out there. Absolutely. Now, when I say to you, Grendel. Yes. Naturally, you're a red-blooded American man. That's you true. think... Oh shit! The animated movie of Beowulf, where like we 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 kind of saw her naked. Like, 
Like, that's as close to Angelina Jolie naked as we're ever going to get not being named Brad Pitt. Canceled. <laughs> well, you know what? If I got to go down, uh, it, uh, that's that's a good reason. Let it be for Grendel. So, so I am not talking about the CGI Beowulf uh, movie, which I did somewhat see recently. And uh, even though the CGI has not aged particularly great, the story is, uh, you know, from antiquity, it's, it's a great fucking story. And uh, you do kind of see her naked, which, you know, naked uh, Angelina Jolie CGI is still something. But that is not the Grendel, Charlie, that we're talking about. Oh, no? It is not. No. We are talking about Dark Horse's own fucking Grendel the villain. So dumb. Randall Charlie, and the reason why, I mean, aside from being a, just a fucking awesome character and a great read consistently, is a different beast from anything else that is out there, certainly uh, that I've come across thus far. But I am, am putting my, my uh, best foot forward here, and I am making an announcement in much the same way that I said, you motherfuckers are going to love Sweet Tooth. And Sean, you did. Okay, maybe Ellis didn't love those last two episodes, but we'll put him over on the sidelines for Four now. Out of six, with love. <laughs> um, guys, if, if you are not familiar with Grendel comic, get familiar with the Grendel comic from Dark Horse because it's coming to Netflix. Awesome. Grendel is awesome. coming to Netflix. It's part of um, it's uh, the the series is written by uh, and executive produced by uh, uh, Andrew Dab, who who we know from Resident Evil and Supernatural. So like a solid resume there. Uh, he's indeed going to be portrayed by and I apologize because I'm sure this is a mispronunciation. Uh, Abu Bakar Ali. Um, he'll be playing the titular character of grendel now if anyone is unfamiliar with this masked gentleman i gotta tell you right now this is not your prototypical comic book superhero story and it's not because all oh, the weapons that are used because there's plenty of that going around it's not because it's a masked individual there's plenty of those Going around, Charlie just talked about 50 Spider-Men potentially. They all damn got masks on at some point. Uh, we're not even talking about the dashing uh, GQ attire that he is often decked out in because no one appreciates that more than myself. Charlie, the reason why Grendel is a different thing than we have ever seen in the adaptation land that we're currently living in is because Grendel is a fucking bad guy. And I'm not talking about the Grand, the um, uh, Gandif uh, version and fucking M. Bison meeting that they were having over in uh, damn uh, Wreck-It Ralph meeting land. I'm not talking about... He's not a bad guy. Charlie, he's a bad guy. Yeah. He's a fucking villain. He's not even... He's not even a comedian type character who's like a bad guy. But he's like thinking, I'm a good guy. I'm doing the right things. I'm doing no, the shit that he, I got to do. He, he's not an anti-hero. He, he pulled not up to that road. Punisher. 
He pulled up to that road with the fork. It was like Man Guy Avenue. No yeah. hesitation. Yeah. 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 That's now, exactly right. What I find most interesting, and I am not as well versed in the character as you are, but I do thoroughly enjoy the character. I thoroughly enjoyed the books when, when I was kind of actively cut. I, I fell into the character late, and one of the best things about that is you can binge like seven years worth of content. Oh, uh, isn't that so good? It's the best. It's but not what... good for the hemorrhoids because eventually you got to get off the toilet. But That's you're like, what you oh, think. there's so many more to read. I'm literally on the toilet right now. That's how that's how connected I am. We heard it. We heard it before while you. <laughs> that's true. That's true. When I was number oneing. That was no. That was number two. I need to see a doctor. Oh no. Um, but Look. what I loved about this character, and again, correct me if I'm wrong, but he's the character started off with good intentions. Was like, I'm going to clean up this town, and then almost immediately was like, you know what's better than cleaning up a town, taking over a town. Y you know what it so really is. So goddamn awesome. And I do. I don't want to bury the show's lead because the setup is is satisfying. Just wonderful. It's more so like if I was going to try to talk somebody into reading it and eventually writing it uh, or, or watching it, I should say, not writing it. It's already been written. Um, I would say uh, imagine a, a comic book character. Forget about hero, villain. Put that stuff, you know, today your first fucking day. Forget about that stuff. White hat, black hat bullshit. I would say like imagine a character that had a great abilities but was like the fucking most sociopath son of a bitch that you can fucking think of where really more than anything else just thinks of themselves first like they are their own priority now one might argue again that you can talk about uh super <laughs> uh, or or not super villains who who also that also describes Joker immediately comes to mind. You're like fucking Joker is forget about sociopath that motherfucker. You know that that is the, the literally the craziest son of a bitch. Like that's the superpower is the craziness. But even Joker, as uh, illuminated by uh, you know by, by this wonderful fucking movie that we just got, you can you can easily root for that person and still give them a little bit of a pass. Joaquin Phoenix, even as the fucking uh even as communist, you like to a degree like mm, yeah, he had daddy issues. Does he wants to smash his sister? No, that's not right. Oh, he does uh, he he does a uh, our boy dirty, fights dirty and all that jazz, tries to get him killed. Yeah, no, none of that is good. But there's always that little there's always that little bit of like, a, yeah, but you know what, though? All of these fucking characters, uh, uh, Joker, Venom, these characters, Punisher is an anti-hero, right? And a lot of these characters, you will see, they'll be introduced as villains, and then they'll get a turn. Even your, your personal favorite, Magneto, has spent so plenty good. of time on the roster of the X-Men when, when he braids his hair, when, it, <laughs> when Xavier mode. went down, he's like, you know what? Fuck it. I'll, I'll run the team for you. Like these characters will often have that moment of heroism. Well, they'll swap out their black hat for a white hat. 
not like Charlie and Red Dead Redemption, who'll never take that black hat off. We'll just run motherfuckers over with his horse. He don't care. Charlie is the Grendel. If Grendel was in the Red Dead Redemption world, his name would be Charlie. Well, I know I figured out what I'm going to name my next horse. Thank <laughs> you for that. You're welcome for that. Grendel is exclusively a bad guy. He's a bad guy. Even when he is doing something that ultimately benefits a group larger than just himself, that population of one, he's still being a dick about it. Like he is, he's all about himself. Uh, again, another example that came to mind was when I was thinking about this topic of conversation was, well, okay, how's that different than Deadpool, let's say, right? Deadpool, uh, Deadpool is still doing what he does for the greater good. He's doing for something other than himself. He's sacrificing himself. Fucking body parts are thrown to the wind uh, for none, nothing other than a B. Arthur T-shirt and to ultimately, uh, like he desperately does want to be the good guy. Grendel wants none of that. And I'm saying to you, Charlie that there has never, ever been something like what we're going to be getting from this new Netflix show. We're so just a getting show. a guy. It, it may as well be called Wildin' Out with Grendel because he's just fucking doing what he wants to do. Honestly, um, even more so than Cruella DeVille, Ellis, even more so, the the truly the one character that came to mind at least for his his uh, initial introduction to me was damn uh, um what what's his face fucking uh, uh, uh his name escapes him right now from uh, interview with the vampire oh uh, um, the yep. the lion court um my thought was this all this character and he was really the um. He was really the the antithesis antithesis excuse my excuse my lisp it's late I now I now like you stole the word from my brain you're, you're welcome antithesis so, antithesis sure. all right great so where you had Lewis who was kind of like a Louis who was a sweetheart of a vampire Lestat what is wrong with me how did I not remember Lestat thank you Ellis Lestat the Lion Court was all about Lestat the Lion Court. So at least in that first introduction of Interview with the Vampire, the Anne Rice series of 2,000 books at this point. Uh, Armand Lestat, has 12 books. So yeah. uh, and it shouldn't be. Armand should be a short story at best. But, but Lestat was really giving off Grendel vibes. He could do amazing shit, and he just, he just did it for himself. Now, ultimately, in the same exact fashion... Lestat became like the hero. So Grendel does not. Grendel fucking stays in douchebag. Even when something happens where he's like, no, I didn't like that. It's not spoiler alert. Not because his uh, his romantic involvement is killed while he's busy uh, learning fencing and all kinds of crazy bullshit like that. It's not because she was killed. It's because his paramour was killed. He's like, what did you just do to me? And then that fucking sends him off on a fucking, uh, on a, on what? a rager 
but he's he's avenging his own personal loss. He's not avenging this poor uh, this poor lovely young miss that's that's lying there all dead. It's about him. And I put out there, we have not had anything like this thus far. It's, Tell me I'm wrong. No, and again, here's the here is where the Netflix fear is justified. Because if you sat down in front of an executive and said, we got, we got this IP, we want to bring the life. You go, awesome. What's it about? And they start listing off like, he's a dick. He's a super, like, super villain. Great. He's a dick. Awesome. Like Joker, where like, we're going to tell this like epic story about how like you should kind of feel sympathy. But, like, no, not really. Not re okay, what's his arc? He's a dick and he gets dickier. Well, to what end? Like until he meets like a girl or a what, guy. What is like? What does he? What does he nah. do for a living? He's a writer. Oh, that's pretty interesting. But also an assassin. Uh, okay. I I, I guess that's uh the fact. I that, guess that's all right. The fact that both Suicide Squads, which like the joke is that the characters are similar, but they took both of their male leads and they were like they're assassins who love their daughters. If Grenda was one of them, he's like I had a daughter, threw her out. Didn't like her. She was annoying. Like there is the Charlie, if it the, plays it, it, unapologetic, if they keep it true to the source material, it's gonna be truly a one of one. I, I, so there's, exciting. There's I mean, truly again, I I've said it 17 times. I'm gonna say 37 times more. Nothing, nothing like this source material has been put out for general consumption. It's like when you have a taste for something that's like a little bit weird. I'll, I'll put this one out there. Um, and for all my peeps, uh, you know, Hispanic, Her Hispanic Heritage Month just started. Number 21, Roberto Clemente, um, setting us off strong. But uh, Charlie, I love me some Malta. That's true. You give me some Malta India or some uh, Malta Goya, and I'm going to suck it down. Charlie, how do you like Malta, bro? I, I hate Malta. Yeah, yeah. You know who agrees with you? 97.2% of the people I know. And sure. all the time I'm like, hey, try this. And they're like, like is and this I, they look at me. Bean juice? What they the fuck looked is this? at me like I was trying to hurt them. There are certain things where you love and you say, it never even occurs to me that another person might not love this. To, to my level of love. And when it does happen, it's still shocking. Charlie, that is my Netflix fear with this. This is such uh, this is such a pure concept, right? We're talking about Hunter fucking Rose being Hunter fucking Rose. And to be anything less would be a disservice to the character, but in that same vein of living in Hope. optimism, I can't believe that they're going to fuck it up. I, I, just, I just cannot believe it. I don't think we're going to have another Jupiter's legacy here because there were so many moving parts that could be uh, mishandled that there and the largely nice were. This is a direct... This! Hunter Rose's tale. The Grendel getting all dollied up for a night on the town of merrymaking and murderizing, that could be a credits opening. That could be an incredible Hulk opening. We're like, oh, he's a dick, 
but also as well as he's super good at killing people and does it all the time. All right, I'm ready. There, Go on with the story. There is something just so amazing about, again, <clears throat> we talked about it in the opening of the show. The potential alone will make the Antissa patient of this series so worth it. I'm going to be desperately waiting for photos to be released. I'm going to be thirsty for the, that the trailer. The are going to be dope. But you know what? The, my final thought or on Or terrible. <laughs> it's, well, it's feast of famine. But but here's the thing, and and the reason why I'm not just a homer to use a friend Sean's of Mercasa fame, um, Mocasa Vera of fame. Uh, I'm not being a homer just because I like this content. The reason why I think that it's going to translate beautifully because a to make him anything other than just a fucking bad guy who's the main character of the story that you're telling would be automatically like throwing away the concept like that was your elevator pitch a bad guy who's the central character of the story okay here's a bunch of he's a fucking 18 million dollars go go make us 10 episodes <laughs> uh, anything less than that is now you're 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 a liar and you lied in your elevator pitch but also as well as just knowing the character's origin he didn't he he didn't fucking hit the stands as a fully fledged standalone character. He was like given to us in dribs and drabs. And then when we eventually got like a long form of uh, version series, we got it in the form of um, uh, damn war child. Right. And it was like a, it was a 10 parter and it was like, okay, the ongoing adventures. And then when we got to see him more, what we saw of him was episodic in its nature anyway. There were no year-long fucking arcs. There weren't like, oh, eventually he's going to go down to hell and come back over. No, there was fucking none of that. He stayed in his lane. It was Grendel doing Grendel shit with his Grendel friends. And look at, ooh, GQ smooth doing it, baby. Mm, that might. I cannot wait. This is so on point. I can see this. I can visualize it. It's up on my vision board being a fucking awesome one-for-one -one translation, at least in terms of the character. You don't have to do shit to the character. Just build a story around it, and you got a home run. I just I think this is one of those moments where the right place has the right amount of money to actualize oh, money is not a problem for Netflix. To, to actualize something truly, truly special, I, I suspect it's kind it, of fun. That's the other thing too. Like that, that you don't need an agenda. You're not trying to tell a fucking story. Now, granted, there are there's there are places and times and properties that that should be the case. Like you need to use platforms when you have them. Fuck when Squirrel Girl. Uh, the didn't get fucking made and they i don't know if you saw Those any of that stills are fucking like, incredible I like the, the moments by poor at&t girl lily like nothing what, poor what about a, her what a, well you know like what a blown fucking opportunity um but again those those are the type of stories you're like okay well here is a scenario why why though right why the last man though where you you're using that that uh platform to get across a, a, a certain story or an opinion or what have you, that's not Grendel, kid. 
That is not fucking Grendel. Grendel's going to kill a bunch of people, make a few snarky comments, look damn good doing it, end credits. You're out. That is, and, and sometimes that simplicity is the best thing about it. And that sort of simplicity is why week after week, you beautiful people tune in to U.S. Comics Cast, available everywhere that podcasts can be heard. You can look at our beautiful faces on the Twitch, on the YouTube, on Facebook. We are live mostly every single Wednesday. But newsflash for you, I am also going to the New York AEW show on Wednesday. So I will see you beautiful people next Thursday for an all new episode. But until then, you have a few missions. You have a few, you you have a few commands that we're throwing out your way. Your job is to like, comment, subscribe everywhere you can. Your job is to hit that share button. And your job is to in the comment section anywhere where you can view this episode. I want to know what rumor you're most excited about. I want to know how hip to Grendel you are. I want to know what you're thinking about why the last man. And we'll be here next week doing it all over again, baby. But my dear brother, there is only one way, one single way that we end each and every episode of U.S. Comics Cast. I want you to tell the beautiful people Mm -mm, how it is we do the things we do. It is so damn simple. First, you got to open up the refrigerator wide. Then you got to take the Malta out, crack it open, and knock it back. Then stroll over to your listening device of choice and turn the power on. Uh, Turn the volume up. You got to tune bad Mary and open up the window wide and scream out into the night sky. Save, Miss Space Girl. We out.